0: Cannot catch a virus.
1: Well, back at it again, boys.
0: I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Let your mind peel away the mysteries of the world. That's right. I'm talking deep. Razzle drift deep. This is Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracies podcast. Oh, by the way. My balls is hot. My balls are 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 hot.
1: My balls are hot. 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 And we're back. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracies Podcast. I am one of your hosts, boy. And on I'm, the other end here, I almost cut you off, there, Mister Early. Mister, <laughs> show up early. Uh, I'm Chris. <laughs> I'm Chris. Uh, hopefully, later in the episode, Big Country will be rejoining us. Right now, he's fighting his way to the airport. Hopefully, he makes it back in one piece. Um, he's got some special news, a special announcement to let all y'all hoogans in on. So I'll leave that for him, though. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to spill the beans on that just yet. So He's fighting some serious weather out there. He said that you had like two oh, hours of tornado uh, sirens going off. No, thanks. And then, <laughs> and now you have to leave to go to the airport? Yeah. Nope. I'll pass on that one. You know what? I'm going to call yourself an Uber and I'll see you here. Yeah. We were talking earlier about weather and all these guys in
0: big country and boy, were like, oh, I love weather. Storms are great. Storms are awesome. I'm like, I hate it. Mm-hmm. I can't stand it. I can't stand working in it. My days off if I want to work overtime, get,
1: my, get my OT canceled. Uh-uh, no good. Shot. Yeah. Um, we drove up to Julian today, and it, we had a little bit of weather on the way. We were hoping to get some snow, but uh, I think we would have had to keep driving yeah. to get there a little bit. Um, but it was it was nice. It was super rainy, super windy. It was a nice little drive. Uh, Zeke didn't puke on the way. All so. right.
0: So you get the car sick, the logo. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. The the last time we drove up there, um, we went to an orchard. This was back in like I think October, November, and he puked. Oh. Once we hit the windy roads on the way back, he puked. He puked on the way back from Big Bear. He almost puked on the way to Big Bear. Yeah but we pulled over, rolled all the windows down and just sat on the side of the road for like 10 minutes. And he was cool.
0: Yeah. Poor, uh, it's, it's like a, the dog syndrome. If you roll the window down for the dog, yeah. they do better. But yeah. my, my I have a my wife gets car sick and two of my sons will get car sick and one of my sons is like such a knucklehead. He, no matter what, he'll like get in the car and he's like looking down at the uh, electronics. And he's
1: like, oh, I don't feel good. Yeah, No nope. And you're doing it to yourself, man. Nope. I remember being a little kid when we used to live in Ramona on the Game Boy while we we're driving up oh, there. Yeah, no good, dude. Or trying to read a book. What the fuck, no mm-hmm. way. I used to get car sick when I was little too, though. So yeah, but he's the only one out of the three. Um what else we got going on? My my Biden bucks are pending. The Biden, bucks. my Biden bucks are pending, dude. When you said that the other day in the in our group text, <laughs> I was like, Biden bucks? We talking Biden about Biden bucks, baby? Yep. Yeah, yeah, ching. The Democrat math, baby. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah! I'm gonna go get myself a brand new AR kit before they outlaw those. Yep. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You fucking bet your ass. They're saying that, like, forget what the percentage was. You don't want to say it was like forty-seven percent of Americans that that have been getting stimulus have been either buying guns or ammo or both. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I wish I could jump on that bandwagon and say that my money's been going to uh, to ammo and guns. I'm lucky I have some ammo and I have some plenty of guns at this point. At least my wife thinks I have plenty of guns. Uh, <laughs> she never. She, I think enough. her statement to me was like, "Well, how many guns can you have at one time?" I said, "Well, baby, you let's can, find out. That's, we, we can find out. <laughs> we can, let's uh, find out." So, but uh, yeah, I think I'll, we've been throwing our money back at the man, yeah. paying off credit card debts. Yeah, and, that's
1: uh, we we've been doing that too. But uh, I think. Before you know, I want to have at least one nice big hefty rifle before you should have one. They, uh, Everybody should shut have it one. all down. Yeah. I got the fun little, little 22, little M and but yeah. I mean, that might be good for zombie apocalypse, but yeah. not for the real apocalypse. Yeah. Not for the revolution. <laughs> not for the revolution. So, uh, the Biden bucks are on the way, baby. And then, uh, what else we got? We got, oh, the Grammys. Did you see, did you hear about the Grammys? I, all I heard was it was, a uh, really like uh it was a shit show yeah it was a shit show they fucking the the ratings were down over 50 percent from yep. last year which i mean that's the whole you get woke you go broke nobody wants to see a bunch of rich celebrities complaining about shit that has nothing to do with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the shitty part is, is that it was held in LA, right? LA has a mask mandate where the city will fine you, or I think it might even be the county will fine you. Um, I think it's a thousand dollars and you can spend up to six months in jail for, for every violation. But every single celebrity was able to walk down the red carpet, no mask, sit in the auditorium, no mask, all the performers didn't have any masks on, you know? And I'm, I'm, that's fine with me if they're not gonna wear masks, but it's this whole rules for thee and not for me.
0: Yeah, I guess that's my biggest problem in this whole thing is the hypocrisy of it. If we're all gonna wear masks, we're all gonna wear masks. You know, I, I wear a mask while I'm working yeah. Cops Plus because my upper management said, you shall wear a mask. Yeah. I don't have a choice. I can get written up and get in trouble if I'm not wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. So I wear my mask. So when I'm coming in contact with people, I pull my mask up. When I'm not coming in contact with people, I pull my mask down. Yeah. You know, that's just the way that they want me to do business, and that's the way I'll do business until otherwise I'm told. Now, do I think the masks are bullshit? They're absolutely bullshit. Yeah. People ask me all the time, oh, do you want me to put a mask on? No. No. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm protected. I have my mask is what I yeah. say. So, you know, it's just as... It's, it's We're over. Ridiculous. It. We're over the this bullshit at the moment. Oh, yeah. I'm ready. You know, I was dealing with something on the way over here, you know, the the distance learning. You know, some people are not capable no. of learning through a computer. Some people need to sit in front of a teacher and have the teacher come over and, and be interacting with them and show them and show them on the board uh, visually. Yeah. And then they need to hear it yeah. as they're teaching it. And then they also need to be physically be shown. Yeah. Well, not, not
1: only even that, that being in, in a school setting with other kids and the teacher and all that, the student has to be held accountable. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't get a chance to dick off. If they do, they get in trouble at school. Yeah. It's so much easier to do I'm, over distance learning.
0: I'm, I'm in a household where I have, I work and my wife also works Okay, part time. So there's a lot of time that the kids are left to their own devices. Yeah. And you're asking Literally. a 6, 11, 13 and 15-year-old to stay on task at home that has all their distractions. Mm-hmm. The playstations, the all their video games, their TVs, their phones, each else, other, each other. Yeah. They're yeah. you know, it's impossible to to get this going at home now if I sat at home and I didn't have to work and I was doing the curriculum if I taught them at home and we threw everything away and this is our block of of learning time it Mm -hmm. would be like school right yeah but I can't do that all day long every single day when I have to go to work my wife has to go to work it's just especially with all of them yeah we got to get them back you're you're outnumbered already we got to get these poor kids back in school
1: yeah Uh, are they I know my son's school after spring break they're going back at least two days a week but they're not full days. So it's less than three hours, um, two times a week. We had, uh,
0: I had got a, a, a pull the other day. Like, yo, if we do go back to, to school, uh, do you want to have them go in the morning? This was just for my younger two. Oh yeah. The yeah. split. Yeah. We're going to have some go in the, the morning, some go in the afternoon, some go in the, and uh, later in mm-hmm. the afternoon. And I'm just like, at this point, Why? why why yeah. are we breaking this up? There's so much evidence that shows that that kids aren't passing it to each other and passing it to adults you know they're not they're not really susceptible to it.
1: Open up the schools.
0: Open it up if it up. If, if you if want to split in half, half and half, half go in the morning, half go well, in the afternoon. I
1: don't I don't have a problem with that you either. You know, I mean, just open it up and then have the parents say if I if you don't want your kid to go to school, okay, fine. We'll have x amount of teachers that are only doing Zoom courses and we'll figure it out then. But I can guarantee you that the majority of these parents and kids want to go back to school. Do you hear about that? Uh, that one school board that all resigned because the, yeah, up in uh, what was it, San Francisco? Yeah.
0: They're saying, "Oh, they just want their babysitters back." This has nothing to do with being babysitters. No. I want my te- my kids taught. I want them to be given the education that they're uh, supposed to be getting through yeah. the public school education. Oh, wait, guess what? Because you guys have, I don't know. I don't want to drop the f bomb. Yeah, go ahead, dude.
1: What are you new to this podcast? Oh man.
0: <laughs> Because you guys are fucked up so bad this year's school year, I had a a meeting with the principal and a teacher, and they asked me, oh, there was an issue that we were having with one of my middle – or my youngest son, and they're like, well, what is your – what would be your solution to this problem? And I flat out told them, because of this issue that I'm having with this teacher Mm -hmm. and the way that she's educating her class – I am specifically taking my children out of your school and I'm moving them to a private school. So I don't have to worry about the left ideology being indoctrinated into these kids. Yeah, absolutely. You know,
1: and they're like, uh, ooh, uh, uh. No answer. Oh, we didn't think that that was necessary. Oh, it's absolutely necessary. Absolutely, because that wasn't the first meeting you guys have had with that teacher. No, it was like the third. And I can guarantee you that you're not the only set of parents that are complaining about it. Now, it, uh, to be quite honest, it has nothing to do with left or right. No. Um, at, at a certain point, because yeah. you get to a certain point, and it's like you're just not doing your job. Yeah, we're just to, not doing your yeah, job. We want you to teach. And I and I was getting into a big argument.
0: And, um, my son's struggling in two classes and they're both classes that you have to be in person. Yeah. You know, and, um, I had came up down on him really hard and the wife and I were arguing about it too. And, and she made a good point. She's like, well, the teachers half the time, the teachers aren't really even showing up and doing things. They're skating in the program oh, yeah. and, and taking advantage of it anyway. So, or doing problems like they give them <laughs> my one son, you know doing math and the teachers doing all the math problems wrong
1: hmm
0: so was it the kids are gonna leave and they're doing gonna, math problems yeah wrong. they're learning
1: it wrong yeah. yeah so I mean it's just this is ridiculous yeah and, and it's it's super shitty because I mean I don't want to say that this is every teacher but the teachers that are making it to the news uh, now teachers have been getting paid throughout this whole time yeah Right. Um, And then there's complete unions. I mean, we had that issue here, uh, specifically in my son's school district, where there was one board member who was also a teacher that claimed that going back to school was uh, tantamount to slavery and compared the said that the parents that do want to go back. um, It's because they're expressing a white supremacist viewpoint now and the area we live in is pretty diverse this is yep. not so she comes out and says like i want to and she had no idea that this was being publicly viewed right and they aired it on the news i watched the whole clip um some of my coworkers, their kids go to the same school and they're not all white either right but we we've been getting polls i don't know Maybe once a month, yeah. saying if we open up schools, are you willing to send your kid back? Of course, yes, all the time. Um, but she said, like, I want to know the uh, what language these parents were speaking when they filled out this. Like, did you only send it to English-speaking parents and this? And, and I'm like, what the? It, so back to my point, these teachers, sure, they might have had to sacrifice a little bit, right? And and I know that there's some teachers, uh, one of uh, my son's friends across the street, she's a teacher, but she also has a seven-year-old, so she's trying to do her Zoom classes while her daughter does her Zoom classes, Yeah. and she can't really help her daughter because she's in the middle. So I'm not saying that every teacher hasn't had to sacrifice anything, but the teachers that don't want to go back to school, they've literally sacrificed nothing, and all of those teachers that resigned from the board they were talking about how kids want their, or parents want their babysitters back and that they're just fine being at home smoking weed. That's unacceptable. And if you don't want to be a teacher, you know, I'm sure that there's plenty of other people waiting in the wings that are willing to take those positions. Um, So, do your job
0: yeah the, the only one of the the one that uh, there's a couple really good teachers out there that I know that are you know doing wonderful and we have one of them. my daughter's teacher mm-hmm. in first grade is amazing and she's done so well she actually overworks the kids mm-hmm. as far as 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 much as I think that she's doing she's doing too much but you know she uh, she's really making an effort and trying to to do
1: the best she can with what she's got so, yeah yeah, and these teachers' unions aren't putting their foot down either. You know, you know what I mean? They want all these public funds, but they're, they're the not going to go to work. Though. Yeah, fuck yeah. that. Fuck I that. think that term gets thrown out there way too oh, often. the term racist has lost all meaning. Yeah. Um, the term hero has lost all meaning. Yeah. And any, any word that ends in phobe or phobic has lost all meaning. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you heard about this super straight movement. Mm -mm. Okay. So, and in my opinion, it's not, um, a hate thing at all. And there's other people that don't share this viewpoint. So I'm going to explain it to you and then you give me your opinion on it. Okay. So super straight came about in this guy. He, apparently he, he went on a date with this girl and it wasn't until they started, you know, getting a little hot and steamy where she said, oh, by the way, I'm trans, I'm I'm biologically a man. And he was like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know? And he was like, that's not cool. You should have said this shit up front because I'm not into that. Yeah. And that was that, you know what I mean? And there are some famous cases, especially amongst, uh, I, I believe it was the Marine Corps in the Philippines where something like that had taken place and the trans person basically got beat to death by this guy. Right. Um, so was that guy a little transphobic? Yeah, maybe. Right. But there, this guy said from now on, I'm putting in my profile my dating profile that I'm super straight. So he broke it down. Super straight means that you're a biological male or female and you're only attracted to other biological males or females. Okay. Then he has straight, which means that You're a man who likes women, whether they're biological or trans. Mm -hmm. And then you have gay and lesbian. That's obvious, right? And then I think there was something else in there. So he came up with this black square, orange square type flag, right? And he said, all I'm asking is that you guys are honest up front. I have nothing wrong with trans people. I just prefer not to date a trans person. Well... Immediately, he got called transphobic because he doesn't want to date a trans person. Why does that make him transphobic? Here's my logic, right? Okay. If a guy walked up to you and said, hey, what's up? You want to go out on a date? And you're like, no, I'm not I'm not gay. Does that make you homophobic? No. No. It makes you not gay. It makes you not gay. Yeah. Right? And so, but I have to say the trans community has been rushing to this guy's side. And they said, you know what, that's a great idea. And they said, as trans people, you should take it upon yourself to let your partner know ahead of time, <laughs> because maybe that person wasn't into trans people, but they see you, you're attracted, you guys start talking. And then the conversation ends up, Hey, I'm a, I'm a trans woman. I, I was born a man. And yeah. they say, you know what, I'm digging your personality, Let's see where it goes. Yeah, you know what I mean. Maybe I'm okay with it. And yeah, and they're saying that as a responsible trans person, you should be <laughs> alerting them to what's going on. It would I would expect the same courtesy if this person had children and you were single. Yeah. Um, had an STD. Yeah, uh, you know what I mean. Had had some baggage. Yeah. So it's I, just putting the the everything out in front that way you're not blindsided. No, no pun intended. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Untuck it a little bit. Yeah, you know what I mean? But the, like I said, there're plenty of trans people coming out saying why are you guys attacking him yeah. just because he's not attracted to a trans person? Yeah. Not everybody has that same flavor. So yeah. it's not transphobic at all. A transphobic would be if if you found out someone was trans and you committed a hate crime against that person just based on the fact that they're trans, correct. If you did something that would be considered, uh, you know, hateful, or if you went out of your
0: way to go make that person, you know, oh, this person's a trans, you're yeah. awful, you're ugly, you're a monster, you're yeah. you should be a you're whatever. That's you know coming down on them. If someone if if boy was trans and boy is you know me and boy hey. are on a date, I would expect that up front that yeah, was absolutely before he even went out yeah
1: hey just a little put bit it of disclosure there. that's hey, it I was born a, a man but I'm I've fully transitioned to a woman I've, yeah fully transitioned or you still got your hang down yeah whatever it is you yeah. know what I mean and like I said maybe the partner would be like oh what well, hey you know what I'm, I' things are kicking off let's see where it goes you know what I mean yeah. but I, I I don't think it's transphobic at all and I, like I said earlier that the whole phobic Thing is is played out yeah it's played out it's yeah. fucking beating a dead horse at this point right because that's the first thing they throw out is racist or you're some sort of phobic right yeah and, and, and it's it's too much dude um, it is uh, real quick before we get into the show I wanted to talk about Bill Burr too they're trying to cancel Bill Burr now I guess at the Grammys he he was the host which uh, I, I don't know why he took the job, but I didn't think yeah, that was his thing, right? Paid. But they're, they're probably paying him a grip because, I mean, shit's been hard to come by the past year or so. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, jobs I mean, like this. So. Oh, for sure. And, and Bill Burr's he's been one of my favorite comedians because he's so fucking, I don't even want to say offensive. He just, he, like a lot of his material and his personality sort of reminds me of George Carlin. Yeah. Just like a, I don't give a fuck. Here's my opinion. I think he just kind of tells it like it is. Yeah. Yeah. And he's a straight shooter. Absolutely. Super straight shooter. Yeah. <laughs> and uh super straight. Shooter. So he had he had made he had made a joke about uh feminism last night during the Grammys. He was presenting an award for like best Mexican song of the year or some shit. And he butchered her name and he was like, you know the feminists are going to be super mad at me over this. And of course they were, and they want to cancel him. They've been looking to cancel him ever since he came out and said, Gina Carano was super sweet and he didn't agree with what happened. And, you know, so they're hunting for him, but, and, and they called him racist. Why? I have no idea because he's a white guy and he has this whole bit from, from when he hosted SNL uh, a while back And he talks about how like being a white man is crazy and he's never seen so many white women be up in arms about racism and basically go to war with people over shit that has nothing to do with them Yeah, and wanting to cancel this and cancel that. And it was a great bit. It was hilarious. Um, But not only that, he's married to a black woman. So I had posted on our Instagram because... Uh, I saw this post and it was from Twitter and it was this guy saying, just because he's married to a black woman doesn't mean that he doesn't despise black people. And I go, what the fuck? What does that mean? Yeah. So I read it a bunch, dude. I started getting dizzy. So I just kind of shut my phone off. And so I posted it and I basically said, this makes no fucking sense. Like, why would you get involved with a black family if you hated black people? This woman comments on it and says, I, I, I get where the guy's coming from. Like maybe he doesn't like black people and he's just in love with this black girl. I said that logic is stupid, first of all. Yeah. Like I said, why would you get involved with a black family if you didn't like black people? Yeah. That that doesn't make any sense. You want to be uncomfortable for the rest of your life? Yeah. No. That's dumb. You know, so no, you wouldn't do that no you wouldn't do that
0: yourself. You I mean <sighs> I <laughs> I've, I've got so much I want to say right now <laughs> let, it, let it rip so being um being a cops plus member and immediately being considered racist all the time and oh, as soon I as I you're copy con- racist con- yeah. you know everyone I come in contact is is a racist you know or I'm a racist yeah. and'm I pulled him over or we did something you stopped me because I'm um I'm black or whatever whatever it may be yeah One first of, the- of all black dude your windows were tinted <laughs> <laughs> you drove past me way
1: too fast <laughs> you were in front of me, in me so i
0: never saw you yeah. in the driver's seat until i actually walked up to the car uh you're weaving across three lanes so i had to make a stop on you but you know whatever one of the funniest things that ever happened to me while on duty i don't know if i told you this or not but there's a a guy that had run for um city council um in in san diego and he was uh, not only was he part of the, the alphabet, uh, community, okay. but he was also a, a black male. Oh, okay. And like, I wasn't even one arresting him. I was, I was a partner officer. So my partner, uh, Berger was, uh, who's off, also part of the alphabet people. Yeah. Who, who's also, <laughs> touche, touche, touche. <laughs> we got you there, buddy. So the whole night, man, I don't know what it was. But it's probably cause I had to search him cause I was a male oh, okay. was a male, Yeah, you know? So I'm, I'm searching him and he starts in and he's like, man, He sees my name and he's like, Hamilton, come on, Hamilton, don't Black Lives Matter. Tell oh, me black man. lives matter. You tell me black lives matter. And I'm like, absolutely, sir. All, all lives matter. You know, black lives, white lives, everybody's all lives matter to me. That's why I do I, the job I do. Uh, you, that,
1: that's just a cop out, doctor, doctor, and he just kept on going for like the next it's, hour and a it's half. cop out. Cause you want everybody to yeah. live. That's some bullshit. It's <laughs> like next hour. He's just laying in on me, laying in on me, laying in on me.
0: We, we finally get him back to the, the, the station to do the chemical test for, cause he's drunk. And, um, He's like just won't stop, and I don't ever, I don't do this, and I've joked about doing it. So I pulled out my phone and mm-hmm. I said, and I said his name. I said, "Yes, Black Lives Matter." I said, "That is my daughter." Mm-hmm. Yes, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, and I put my phone away, <laughs> and um, yeah, he, uh, he turns to as soon as I did that, he turns to Burger and like. Burger, awesome oh, burger. <laughs> you got to tell me right now, Black Lives Matter. So got to move the right,
1: on to the next one. For the, for the, he never said another word to me the entire time, yeah. And turned it down on burgers. This is so, ridiculous, yeah. man. Yeah, that's some bullshit. I mean, if, if Black Lives Matter, he wouldn't have been out there drunk driving... Yeah, he could have killed another black person. Could have killed himself. Could have killed himself. Yeah, if does his life matter? Yeah, shit. Come on, Some man. bullshit. So yeah, they're trying to cancel Bill Burr. It was funny. His his wife' response was like, "Just shut the fuck up," <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like just stop talking. Uh, was he, was she saying that to other people or no? To, no, to, to him. Like just stop Bill. talking because she knows what's coming. You know yeah. what I mean? And and Bill knows it's coming too. But listen, someone had commented on that same post that that. Uh, <laughs> they wish patrice o'neill was alive so they so he could handle this for him you yeah. remember patrice O'Neal? Mm-hmm. okay so patrice o'neill big old black dude he ended up dying of diabetes years ago he was one of my favorite comedians and he was always doing like the roast battles and shit oh, like yeah. that or or um the uh the roasts of right he was yeah. always on the dais and he was good friends with bill burr yeah. you know what i mean and he wouldn't have stood for this shit, and I and I hope that Patrice is in heaven right now, just fucking waiting for these people to show up with a list of insults so he can yeah, just torch them, torch them, torch them before they boot their ass back down to hell for calling someone a racist. I heard,
0: I heard today something too, and speaking of comedians, Silver, uh, Sarah Silverman is mm-hmm. like changing her uh, stance and is disappointed with the wokeness. Of oh, Democrats. see,
1: well, it could, because here's the thing, man. Eventually, they're gonna come for her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I don't agree with her political views, Mm-mm. but she is a fucking rock star when it comes to comedy. She's yeah. hilarious, dude. I yeah. Love listening to her. Um, but any comedian should be. Dude. Afraid. And, yeah, exactly. And, you know, when I see a comedian that is attacking someone for like free speech, you know, or something they said, and, and it really isn't it. Now, if they came out and were blatant, just hate speech, yeah. that's one thing. Right. But when when they come out and they're saying you can't say this about a trans the trans community and it's an absolute joke, yeah, then we got a problem, right? Yes, we do change change careers because guess what, the woke crowd you're going to have in your audience uh, is not going to laugh at your shit. Yeah, <laughs> they don't have a sense of humor. Not at know? all. <laughs> Not at all. All right. Enough ranting for now. I'm sure we forgot some shit, but uh, (laughs) give ourselves a little buffer. Hopefully, Big Country gets gets home soon so he can uh, hop on here with us. So tonight's topic was Skinwalker Ranch, also known as Sherman Ranch you didn't know anything about this right? so
0: i yeah when when they this topic got picked i was like man god dang it because i usually i have a little bit of knowledge on on stuff but i had zero like nothing to offer on this i and i started listening to some podcasts i started googling some stuff and you know i was on youtube listening to all these people different there's like some talk radio about it and mm-hmm. then there's some in-depth uh, podcast I was trying to, to grab and listen to. Um, but yeah, I had nothing yeah. before my stress studying.
1: It's a deep dive. So I'm going to preface this episode by saying most of my notes are just on the Sherman family. So I think I might once I get to the end of the Sherman's story, I think I might cut it short there because this is going to have to be a two-parter. Yeah, I think so. Um, because there's three owners. Obviously, there was owners before the Shermans. They ended up buying this property in 1994 and there was owners there previous, but nothing was ever reported and nothing was really reported by the Shermans until 1996. Well, once they vacated the property, it was bought up again and then the property was sold again. So we're just at the first owner right and and there's other stories and things um so we could probably combine the last two owners into one episode but there's a lot to unpack um but i did find the original article uh that contained the original interview from a frequent uh, i think it was an article called frequent flyers from 1996 um And then some of the info that I have is also from um, obviously several podcasts and news articles and things like that, but mainly um, uh, skinwalkerranch.org. They have, it's like forums of stuff. You got to dig pretty deep to get facts and and some of the other stories that have taken place and things like that, but um, it's just a lot of information. It just seems to me that I
0: didn't. I didn't even know how to classify this one. I didn't know Dude, if they it's... call it a cryptid. I didn't know if call it called a UFO
1: or paranormal. Well, this or has what? this. This, is this just... has everything. You're going to get cryptids. You're going to get paranormal ghost activity. You're going to get um, government cover up and conspiracy. You're you're going to get a little bit of history. You're getting everything with this one. This is this is a fucking whirlwind of wild shit. Yeah. All right, so. We'll kick it off. I'll get into why it's called Skinwalker Ranch, Um, and it, it was called Sherman Ranch, but everybody in the area mostly calls it Skinwalker Ranch, so... Skinwalker Ranch is about 512 acres of land just southeast of Ballard, Utah. And the term Skinwalker actually comes from Native American culture. Um, a Skinwalker is basically the worst type of witch that you can think of. And in order for a Skinwalker to become a Skinwalker, they have to murder one of their own family members. And they're recognized uh, throughout. Native American culture as the most dangerous of all of the, I I don't want to say magic users, but basically witches, right? Shamans, um, and Native American lore. Now the Utes, (laughs) they actually believe that the area has been cursed by the Navajo because the Utes like tribe, tribal members of the Utes are not allowed to step foot on that land. And they don't even like to talk about it, right? So, obviously, this has been passed down generation to generation. And I'm sure there's um, a pretty good story that's shared amongst the tribe. But they refuse to basically tell outsiders about it. And mostly it's because this witch is completely revered. Like, they don't want to talk about it because of how scary that shit is, right? But a skinwalker basically possesses the ability to alter or become in any type of animal and amongst other things, right? They can cast spells and and other things like that. And skinwalkers themselves will probably be a whole nother episode, um, because there's tons of backstories, you know, but this is just basically on the ranch. Yeah. Um, but the witch in, in native American tongue, it is, and I'm probably going to fuck this up. I tried to write it down as phonetically as I can, but it's called, uh, The witch is called Ye Naldushai, Ye Naldushai, which translates into with it, he goes on all fours. And like I said, most dangerous witch you can think of. So shit you don't really want to fuck with. So the Shermans, they buy this ranch, like I said, 512 acres, big plot of land, yeah a lot for a small family it's four of them uh, husband wife they have two kids a teenage son and a 10 year old daughter Uh, when they first move in red flags already they go to the house there's giant iron spikes in the ground with huge chains hanging off of them like something had been chained up guarding the house (laughs) Um, all of the doors and a lot of the cabinets had padlocks on the, like the doors had padlocks on the inside and outside. So if they leave the house, they could lock up padlocks, come inside, lock it with padlocks, um, cabinets and shit all locked up with padlocks. (laughs) And they were just kind of like, oh, that's weird. Maybe they were worried about somebody. Maybe they weren't here all the time, right? Worried that someone was going to come in and steal some shit. What's wrong with a little extra security? A little extra security, right? Put some fucking hellhounds out front and lock up their shit. So they didn't think anything of it. But um, almost immediately after they move in, they start experiencing a lot of paranormal activity. And they start seeing a lot of weird lights. And it just gets... Stranger and stranger now these events aren't going to be in chronological order because I don't think there's ever really like a timeline um, Until later on you can kind of get a a timeline of of some events So these events aren't going to be from A to Z These are just going to be a mashup of type of shit. They experienced while they were there Um, So originally they were interviewed for this article called frequent flyers question mark in 1996. And they didn't really speak. They were super reluctant to do it. Cause I mean, who wants to talk about like, you look like the crazy person in town.
0: Well, I think that's what they were afraid of. Yeah. they hadn't come out.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Even when, as
0: they were experiencing stuff, like the wife was experiencing stuff and Mm -hmm. the wife didn't tell the husband about it because she was thinking that she was losing her mind. Yeah. Like, you know, and then something happened with him and then she's like, oh shit. Yeah. And then they started experiencing things as a family also. Yes. And there, I think they all, one of the main things, like right off the bat, uh, they experienced together.
1: Yeah. With the, um, The big wolf wolf, type type creature. A a giant wolf, right? And when I say a giant wolf, I'm not just saying like a big wolf. The way they describe it is this thing was like the size of a horse. Yeah. And this wolf, it, it appeared to be extremely friendly at first. It walks up to them. And they have cattle all around. And the next thing you know, it attacks a calf. So the first thing they do is just grab the nearest stick or whatever. They start hitting the wolf. He tells his wife, go get the three fifty seven. Yeah. And... They come out with the 357 Magnum and a hunting rifle, which I'm guessing is shooting 223, which no, I think is it was a, a 30 out six. Was it a 30 out six? Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't find it, but I guess a 30 out six. Either way, this thing's putting down large game, right? Yeah. They shoot the wolf several times with the Magnum. Nothing happens. It doesn't flinch. They shoot the thing with the hunting rifle a few times. Nothing happens. It doesn't flinch. And it just decides, I'm done. Turns around and walks away. So they start chasing after it basically. Yeah. And it's snowing, and the tracks eventually just disappear. Like the thing just floated off into the air. Yeah, or walked maybe or into a different dimension. Walked into a different dimension, or maybe started walking on two feet, or became a smaller animal. Like there's a lot. Or
0: yeah, just evaporated.
1: Just evaporated. Started flying. Maybe turned into. Maybe it's like Maui. Yeah. Turned into an eagle. They did. They did say that the 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 guy is a very uh, the Sherman Dad
0: was mm-hmm. a very competent big game hunter. Yeah. And he was, you know, he knew how to shoot he absolutely is going to be able to put rounds into that, that creature, especially yeah. at the close distance that he was. And, um, yeah, that's, it's, it's crazy.
1: Yeah. And uh, let's, let's face it. If you're going to purchase over 500 acres of land, um, it's not your first rodeo. No. You know what I mean? You got to be experienced to have that much land. They had a lot of cattle. Um, so th- this thing just takes off. Um, and then the wife, some of the experiences she was having, she would bring groceries home. And she would unpack all of the groceries, right? Because I know like when we bring groceries home, we separate. These are things that go in the freezer. These things that go in the cupboard. It's cold, the cold. Yeah, exactly.
0: The, the cold stuff, the yep. stuff that goes in the cupboard, you know.
1: Yeah. So she gets everything sorted, probably goes to maybe, I don't know, put away soap in the bathroom or something. Comes back. And everything's repacked and she's like, okay, maybe that's weird. Yeah. And you know, there are times where you're like, you know, I swore I took that out. Yeah. So she chalked it up to that, but she would, there would be times where she would put everything away and then she would leave and come back and all the cupboards were open and then all the cupboards were slammed shut. Right. So they're starting to experience a lot of paranormal stuff inside of the house as well. Yeah. One of the scary things, um, at least for me, was that they started seeing shadow figures inside of the house. Yeah. And typically that means that someone has let something in. Right. So I, I really wish that we had more history on the previous owners yeah. because if these people were like fucking with Ouija boards and stuff, then they, maybe they unleashed all of this stuff on top of a possible Native American curse that's already been put on this land. Yeah. Um, so they start seeing shadow people in the house darting across. And and if it was just shadow people they were experiencing, then I'd say, okay, maybe these people really aren't experiencing anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then uh, there comes a point where they're out um, sitting out in one of the fields, right? Probably tending to some cattle or whatever. And they start hearing uh, men speaking in an unintelligible language. They don't understand it. They're looking around, they say it was clear as day. And, and they could hear them like they're right next to them. They said if they had to gauge, maybe 20, 25 feet above them, but they're outside. And there's nothing there. Uh, the dogs that they have alerted to it, and yeah. dogs are pretty intuitive, right? Yeah. If, if some, if a, like your dogs, if you come home and beep, lock your car, they know you're home. Yep. For some reason, they know that beep.
0: Yep. <laughs> my, my dogs are going crazy last night uh, when I beeped my alarm, and then they heard me rolling the trash cans down to the front.
1: Because they they're like, what the fuck? What's going on? Huh? Yeah. What's going on? Dog? How are you here? Yeah. And then your car's beeping. Yeah. Yeah. So the dogs, they start freaking out. They take off towards one of the farmhouses. Um... And all of a sudden, the voices stop. And the whole family experience that. Yeah. Uh, so they, they start to kind of realize, like, okay, we're... This isn't a normal area. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. So then, um, on top of all the paranormal shit that they're experiencing, and the one cryptid as of, you know, so far, basically, uh, they start seeing strange lights in the sky. They start... Um, the wife, she was on her way home from work and there was a set of lights following her. At first she was like, okay, maybe it's a plane or a helicopter because you got to think in these big wide open areas of land, usually they have um, like fish and game patrolling and helicopters. Um, that's how they take surveys of how many of X type of animal are in the area. Um, making sure, you know, there's no obstructions to waterways and things like that. Yeah. So it's not uncommon to see a helicopter in the middle of a, of a farmland. Um, but she said the lights were not the same color as you would normally see on a helicopter, and they weren't flashing. They were just following her, pacing her. She would speed up. It would speed up. She would slow down. It would slow down. And it followed her all the way back to her house. Um, when she got home, she said they just kind of hung out for a little bit and then zoomed off Yeah, immediately. Um, the husband and the son, this was this was the trippiest part of the ufo section we're getting into is that the husband and son they had been seeing them frequently lights right so they attempted to i guess communicate with one of them because it was flying super low and they they caught up to it they they were constantly riding their horses trying to keep track of their cattle, try, which we'll get to in a minute, trying to keep track of the cattle, trying to catch up with these UFOs. They end up catching up with one, and it stops, and they're waving their hands at it. Well, they're waving their hands. It's kind of reminding me of the scene from Independence Day where they're on top of the fucking the, the, uh, the building, right? And they're waving their hands at the at the UFO, and they said it flashed its lights three times, kind of like, we see you and then a portal opens up and it fucking zooms through an orange portal the way they that some people kind of describe it made reminded me of like um, doctor strange right when he's got the sling ring and he opens yeah. up the portal and it just zoomed right through and that was it
0: yeah i think one of the other times that they, they one of the first experiences with the lights too. I don't know if you have this in your notes or not, but the father and son and the dad had been plagued by the lights and, and thinking that maybe it was somebody on his property mm-hmm. and it was like zooming away from him and he's like walking after it and then he's like jogging after it. And then he's like full out sprint and they catch up to it. It's uh, the father of the son and I think at like a, a cousin uh, or a nephew, his nephew or something. Mm-hmm. And um cause they were showing him the, the, the land and it was dark and they were getting ready to go back to the house and this, when this starts taking place and then the lights, he gets to the lights, like you said, and the lights go from being like low to just zooming up like 25 feet <laughs> above them up in the air, like instantaneously. Yeah. And they're like, Whoa.
1: Yeah. What do we do? What's this? Yeah. What do we do? I mean, they live, Oh, somebody's here. That's uh, they live, they lived in this property. I, I if I had experienced any of this, I would have been gone. Yeah. Gone. Especially once the groceries start packing themselves up. Yeah. I would have called it a day, dude, and, and just cut bait at that point. But they lived there from 1994 to later part of 1996, which, in my opinion, is fucking way too long. Okay. Two years too long. Yeah, to be in that position, right? Um, and there's lots of things that happen to these people. Lots of things. So, they so. One of the one of the strangest portions of their experiences were they're they're farmers, right? They're cattle farmers, so they got cattle everywhere. Now, when you're a cattle farmer, you gotta maintain your animals. You gotta make sure that your land is plentiful enough for them to graze and feed well, right? Um, when these animals get pregnant, you've got to deal with that, which is another whole headache. But that's partially how you make your living is off of your cattle. So their cattle starts disappearing. And they're spending a lot of time trying to track down a lot of the cattle. Um, I think it was within the first year that they were there, they lost over 20% of their cattle population. Um, Some of them, they were just gone. He said they damn near killed their horses, riding them and riding them to try and figure out where they're at. And some of them they couldn't find, but some of them they would find. So they would call out the doctor or the vet. Um, the vet would come out and do a quick little autopsy. And they would be like, well, there's no clear sign of why these animals are dead. Yeah. They're, they're healthy. Some of them had nothing. No N- sign. Nothing. Of, nothing wrong with them. You know, and like we
0: can't. There's no sickness. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with them. They haven't been attacked. There, There's nothing wrong with them. But yeah. It's dead.
1: So because I, I did a little bit of research trying to figure out, OK, well, Is there something that the cattle could have gotten into that maybe could have poisoned them? But typically when you get poisoned, you know, your body, even a cow with all of its stomachs is going to try and get that out of its system. And there was no sign of that. Right. Um, I thought maybe was there something natural in the area that they eat that just, you know, like dogs can't have chocolate. (laughs) Um, No, there was nothing in the area. Everything was otherwise normal um, until they roll up on some cows, even some of the calves, um, where they had it looked like surgical procedures. Like one had like a three inch diameter hole basically carved out its eye. Yeah. But there was no jagged marks Looked like it was done with an extremely sharp instrument, um, or some sort of heated instrument and there would be no blood in them. Right. Um, weirdest one was there was a six inch hole where the rectum would be on one of them. Uh, just strange shit, man. So they're losing they're losing money, right? On top of probably losing a lot of fucking sleep trying to figure out what the hell's going on on their property, why their animals are coming up missing, why their animals are coming up dead. Um, one of the strangest portions of, I think, now I'm not sure if this is maybe what's causing it, right? But one of the things I was reading and it was... Uh, from one of the members of the Ute tribe, they said that, or one of the Shermans said that they had seen what they referred to or what the Utes referred to as the dark one and at the edge of the woods from time to time. Cause they'd see, they'd see a man, very old weathered looking man at the edge of the woods they would kind of get close to see if the guy needed help. Um, sometimes he'd be wearing a pelt. Sometimes he wouldn't be. Now, I, I don't know how accurate these descriptions are because I don't know how many times this story has been shared, you know, yeah. throughout. But um, basically, they, they would get close enough for them to see his face and his eyes were always glowing. And a handful of times when you would approach him, he would be busy staring into what they called a portal, right? So the strange thing is, is a lot of these cryptids are seeing these beasts because not only are they seeing giant wolves, they're seeing other canine type creatures. They're seeing um, something that they kind of described as like a steroid jacked hyena um, running to the edge of the woods and then they would disappear, So one of the arguments is, is that this, this shaman is, who's considered the dark one, who could be, you know, some OP fucking skinwalker for all we know, is opening up these portals and unleashing these things onto the property and then shutting the portals. Um, It's just, it's kind of hard to gauge if this is just like witchcraft because then you got the UFOs involved, too?
0: Yeah, because there's, there's so many sightings of orbs.
1: Orbs? Yeah, because um, they, have,
0: they had two different kinds of orbs that they were seeing, too. There's an orange orb mm-hmm. and a blue orb. And they said specifically they had nicknamed the blue orb the blue meanie. Because when the blue orbs came around, it yeah. sent a made Anyone that was in the area, I don't know if it sent out like a, some kind of special frequency or gave off a frequency, but it made you feel fear really you're they're terrified that's fucking scary and um one of the uh the things that i heard because the dogs that um the sherman's had they the dogs didn't weren't afraid of it and he had three hunting dogs Mm -hmm. and he sent three hunting dogs after one of the blue orbs and he said i sent them, and then i immediately didn't know why i did it but the dogs chased this little blue orb into the woods, or around away, and he was waiting and waiting and waiting for him to come back. He heard three yelps, and didn't know what had happened, and waited for him to come back. Waiting for him to come back, and then he went looking, and then he found three piles of charred, like flesh and ash. Yeah. Did you hear that? Same yeah, thing?
1: I did. I did. Um, I totally forgot about the orbs, but that the, for the here's a here's the thing. We already talked about them being there two years too long, right? Um, But it went from you seeing things, right, to you have the wolf attack on the calf. Yeah. Then you have this blue orb, which it was obviously something tangible enough for the dogs to see, sense, and chase. Yeah. But then now they attacked your animals. So you're having physical attacks on family. Your dogs are considered family, right? Whether they're hunting dogs or not, Um, you're pretty close to them. Um, along with your cattle. So I don't know why they stuck around so as long as they did, uh, especially when these events started to turn, you know, real and and started attacking them because it very well could have, if he had decided him and his son were going to run after that orb, what would happen?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's the one thing that kind of threw me off in this whole thing because there, there was never really any claims from the – the actual members of the family that of any attacks or anything like yeah. that, that I'm aware of. Um, but it did, did not hesitate to hurt their animals It didn't hesitate to hurt their dogs, you know? And like I said, I, I think the first time that I lost one of my hunting dogs or I would, have, I don't know what i had done. I've been yeah. out the first time that, like you said, the groceries unpacked themselves and packed himself back up. I think I'd have been out the door too.
1: Been done. Yeah. Um, so the, the orbs, which is interesting because the color of the orbs and the color of the lights that they see on the UFOs are are pretty much in correlation, right? They, yeah. they see orange lights on them. They see blue lights. Sometimes they see white lights. But for the most part, it's orange lights or, or blue lights. Um, so I'm wondering if these really are UFOs and I, I wish big country was on here so he could laugh at us talking about UFOs, oh, but man. I'm wondering, um, well, the thing, the thing with this is I don't, I don't believe that these are space alien UFOs, right? Cause they talk about portals opening up. They can see them coming in and out of these different portals. And I mean, on top of all the crazy shit that they're seeing, there's a ton of magnetic anomalies in the area as well. Like instruments don't read the same, you know, you got trouble, you can't have a compass out. Um, And there's really no natural um, magnetic disruption type sources in the area. Uh, It's just how it is there. Um, And they believe that's why it's such a hotbed for, for paranormal activity and stuff. But some of the crafts that they talked about seeing are insane they say they see small ones which i believe that the orbs may be like a drone version of some of these yeah so they say they see some of these smaller smaller box shaped um craft then they see some that are about 40 foot long um pretty large but kind of narrow um some of them they said that were about two football fields in, in length and size. Now, can you imagine walking out of your fucking house? And it's open. It's pretty open, right? He said they had some trees nearby that were, were very old and very tall um, and that sometimes the lights coming through would appear as if they were headlights. But when one one event took place um, where they thought it was headlights or, or some kids on ATVs driving through the woods – and they got closer and it takes off and the tops of all these 50-foot trees are just missing gone so they're like okay clearly that wasn't a fucking atv yeah (laughs) right so um i think that like i said i don't think these are space aliens i think that these are whatever portals they're seeing because i don't think they're liars why why would they risk making this up and jeopardizing basically their entire life, right? I I think that they got out at the right time. It should have been a lot sooner, but I don't think they would just make some shit up and be like, ah, we're out of here. And and later on in the story, possibly the next episode, it'll kind of um, solidify my logic behind that because it's got additional owners and these owners end up making contracts with the government and shit. So... But uh, as far as the beings go that are piloting these things, they said they could see them. They said they could see them. There's like little windows or portholes in the side of some of these crafts and they could see people or things in there moving around. Um, They said at one point there was a craft that was kind of stationary out near the the wood line and um, like seven foot tall, very slender type creatures come strutting out of the fucking craft. And that, and I mean at that point, I know we've said at that point a lot <laughs> when it comes to but when you see 7 foot creatures step out of some sort of floating craft you've never seen in your life, like time to put that fucking thing up for sale. Did uh I don't, did the uh Sherman guy did he ever take any shots off at
0: the uh 7 foot tall slender guys?
1: No, I I don't think he was packing at that point. Um I think he was it might have stunned him right it it might have it might have stunned him to the point where he's thinking okay these I don't know who these guys are or what they're doing you know what I mean first thing is like there's people here and then you're like wait a minute people don't drive spaceships you know yeah so it could have just been a, a real fucking you know stunning moment for him well, and, I'm sure it was a move. stunning
0: moment I think I mean, they'll probably just be I mean at that point there's so much stuff going on I mean you're like dumbfounded yeah because like you said it's going from paranormal things being put away and groceries and you're like ha 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 that's a funny joke the kids did something behind my back yeah we'll exactly get those, we'll get those rascals taking a shower your towel's missing yeah you know that sort of thing and then you go oh there's a eight eight foot creature wolf that mm. you know looks so friendly and they described it as they thought it was peaceful i mean yeah how how what kind of what kind of person is disarmed mm-hmm. and not worried about an 8 foot or 6 to 8 foot long creature coming towards them yeah. that they thought was a wolf you know we're like what good can that come from you? So, did it exude something, or did they just get transfixed on it? Was it able to hypnotize them? Well, like put their put them at ease, and that way it could like go it, it, on the possibly. Couch?
1: I believe that I believe that it could have put them at ease, especially when you go back to the orbs, right? Yeah. Um, so, who who knows if this if the orbs are some sort of um, like you said, high frequency type i guess weapon yeah uh if there if there's some sort of high frequency type weapon like that then who's to say that whatever's powering that orb or, or putting off that type of signal isn't also used by these cryptids right or or skinwalkers or whatever you want to call them um, but maybe that's what the wolf did was you know sent out some sort of calming beacon yeah let me get close enough and then I'm going to show you who's boss. And then I'm just going to leave. Yeah. Right. Because it wasn't like it. Like when you think of a wolf, obviously wolves travel in packs. Right. Um, but you would think that a wolf would have popped in, grabbed it, grabbed the calf and took off. Yeah. And and took it back to its pack. No, this thing ravaged the calf right in front of them. And then it took off like nothing happened. Um, so I, I think that there's a correlation between the colors yeah. and these crafts. And, and the weird thing is, is that the, the, uh, cattle mutilations and deaths were also, according to the Shermans, uh, in correlation with UFO sightings, every time they would see one, then they would have a head of cattle missing or mutilated, um, or dead, uh, not necessarily mutilated, but dead. Yeah. So, but I'm, I'm wondering because there's not a whole lot of stories from inside of the house from the Shermans. Um, there's a few later on with a couple of the other owners and stuff. But I'm wondering if there were things that took place inside of that house that they didn't bring up. And the only reason I say that is because when you talk about the shadows and the... Um, the poltergeist type activity who's to say that these orbs um you know weren't inside the house at one point and if they're able to exude calmness or fear in order to manipulate their emotions um did something happen I'm not saying that the Shermans were, you know, fighting each other or anything like that, but were there things inside the house, you you show up one day and your wife's just in the corner freaking out, losing your mind, right? Or you're waking up having these crazy dreams of you wanting to do harm to you or or your family. Yep. Like, I, I feel like there was some more activity going on in the house that wasn't discussed. Um, and like I said, they were super reluctant to even give this interview. Um, the one person, cause there, there was no police reports, nothing like that made. Nope. Uh, the one person she did contact was a high school teacher and he was a pretty frequent, uh, UFO investigator in the area. Um, but the news, they did their due diligence and they contacted the, the local sheriff and said, how many reports have you gotten of missing cattle around here? They said, we don't have any reports of missing or mutilated cattle within the past 18 months. uh, Up until that point in 1996 when they'd given that interview. So they kind of brought that information back to the Shermans. Like, you're saying all this cattle business, you're missing cattle, they're mutilated, what have you. And they said, no, because there are times where we have called to have the sheriff's deputies come out and take a report. And they basically tell us there's nothing they can do, so they don't write the report what's the point of writing the report if they can't follow up, right? Yeah. So they said there has been a handful, but they've also spoken to other ranchers that are experiencing similar issues. Um, and now some of these other ranchers, they, they they didn't give any names of the ranch or the people, but they did say that other ranchers had also witnessed lights, um, probably not up to the frequency that the Shermans had, or you might have heard about it, especially by this point, right? Yeah but they did say that um other ranchers were also having missing or mutilated or dead cattle now at that point you're starting to think like okay well there's no police report there's no one else but the family that can corroborate their stories and this and that well like i said she goes the wife goes and she talks to um she talks to a guy named Joseph Jr. Hicks, and he is a local, I guess, UFO investigator. Um, pretty credible guy. He's a he's a high formal high school teacher. But he said uh, throughout his research that since the 1950s up into 1996, when they gave this interview, that there had been over 400 uh, claims of UFO sightings. Damn. It just in that area. It's a lot. That's a lot. Right. So, um, he's taken them serious. Like I said, he's not much of a, um, paranormal investigator type guy, but he's taken the UFO claims pretty serious because he had also discussed the fact that other ranchers were coming to him saying, I see these lights and then I find my, my cattle. Right. And, uh, just to circle back to the cattle, when they would find the cattle mutilated, there was a strong chemical smell. Yeah, from was, them, wasn't it? Like, uh, didn't the uh, the creatures also have like a different kind of odor? Yeah, like they a didn't. Rotting flesh, like yeah, death. Yeah, yeah. We kind of brushed over that, didn't we? we
0: um, did. I think we did because I think at one point, a part of the animal when the wolf. Or the another creature. I think it may have been another one. They shot it, and like a part of it got left behind. Yeah, and they smelled it, and it was like
1: yeah. I think that was the uh, big hyena-looking thing. Yeah, and it was. I I guess they described it as is like like rot basically. Yeah, you know, like like dead flesh. So, um, I think that that could be attributed to the whole Skinwalker witchcraft type thing. Um, especially if these animals, I mean, I don't know if they took any samples or or if they, if they had any samples that they could give to anybody to kind of figure out what's going on with these. If they're real, you know, if they're animals got some sort of mange or something like that, you know? Um, but anyhow, so So there were other ranchers that that claimed to kind of have a correlation between UFOs and um, their cattle being dead, mutilated, disappearing. Uh, Like I said, they didn't really get too much into the background of of those ranchers. Um, Understandably so. They don't want to fucking deal with that shit, you know? No. Um. So let's see what else I got here before we move on, because I think big country is going to jump in here soon. So um, we got the wolf, and I don't want to get into the bigelows too much, but uh, I might get into it just just a little bit. We should just
0: uh, set up the, just, next
1: the just the tip. Just the tip. Just the tip. Just the tip. <laughs> um, so they kind of had enough. After a while, Um, and in in 1996, they vacated. Now, I couldn't find if they sold the property, if they just abandoned the property, um, if they just turned it back over to the bank or whatever, Um, because even in Utah uh, in 1996, I I feel like the price that Bigelow paid for that property was extremely cheap. Yeah. He ended up buying the property for about $200,000. Now, this is over 500 acres of land, plus a little bit of property. I'm sure they had some standing structures other than the farmhouse and the house that they, you know, the dwelling that they lived in. Didn't uh, Bigelow have uh, the Sherman stay on and be the caretaker of the property? I think he had, um, I want to say it was the, the, the family member that was with the son and the father um whether it was their cousin or or what have you i think it i think it was one of the family the sherman family members that stayed um but he didn't stay in the in the home per se there was a portion of the property that had another structure on it that he stayed in i think it was
0: i think it was the dad because i think he's pretty stubborn and he wanted to figure out what was going on what the fuck was was going going on and i don't know why dude fuck that um to, just, just to have some kind of closure on it, man. Yeah. Could you imagine I just going through all this stuff? Did, you, I can't... I don't remember when this happened, but he had his, his expensive-ass bowls. Mm-hmm. Like four huge-ass uh, bowls that yeah. are super expensive all be loaded into the trailer. Like you couldn't get one of these bowls into a trailer, and they're all four peacefully just sitting right next to each other in like some kind of trance, and they're like yeah. looking for them. And... He's like, you know, they went looking for these bulls everywhere. And then all of a sudden he yells at his wife, oh, they're in the, they're in the trailer. And then they come out of the trance and then they're just like raging, fucking trying to tear out the, you know, there's some crazy shit, man. I would like, I would want to wrap my head around it.
1: Yeah. um,
0: Bigelow, when he came in, his whole purpose and at that time. Strictly research. Was research. Research. he hired
1: like. He did. The guy was already a billionaire. Yeah. He owned, uh, what was it? Budget Suites. Yeah. So, he heard what had been happening, right? He read the article from Frequent Flyers, and he decided, like, there's something to this. We need to figure out what's going on. So, he created his own company, which was basically a research, um, like, paranormal-type research company. I forget the acronym. Um, NIDS.
0: NIDS, yeah. It's NIDS, and I don't remember... the National I don't, I don't it was know.
1: like the National Institute of something, but he also had another company. It was like the Bigelow <sighs> research you know institution or something like that um, and and we'll get like I said we'll get into more of that uh, when we move into the Bigelow section of it. but just to kind of give you an idea of who Bigelow was, he just, like, like Chris said, he just wanted to do research on the place because there was too much weird shit going on. As we said at the top of the episode, you can't really classify this as UFOs, cryptids, um, paranormal activity because all of it was happening in this area. Uh, typically, you get one out of the three, right? Right. Not getting all of them. You're not getting everything at once. So he was he was kind of thinking, if it's bullshit, I'm going to figure it out, right? Yeah. Which I don't think he thought it was bullshit because there's no reason for you to spend that kind of money, even though it's cheap for, you know, $200,000 for 500 acres of land. Even though that's cheap, you're not going to spend that kind of money to just see what's going on if you don't really believe it, right? Yeah. Um so, not to get into too much depth with uh, Bigelow, um, Sherman's take off. He buys the property, and all of a sudden, he's getting contacted by the DIA, um, the Defense Intelligence Agency. For anybody that's not sure what the DIA means, um, it's a they're they're run by the Pentagon, basically, yeah. and they tell him. Like, we're helping, we're willing to help fund your research in the area. Now, as soon as the government calls and says, like, we want to, we want in on this, it's it automatically Spidey Senses, right? You should have been Spidey Senses in the first place, but Absolutely. That they want on it. But, something bad. Exactly. But uh, I'm talking Spidey Senses, not in the sense that obviously there's crazy shit going on in this area already, right? And you're trying to prove it right or wrong to yourself. And then the government calls you and says, we want in on this. Yeah. Like automatically, you know, that there's something going on because if it was bullshit or not plausible or just some fairy tales or ancient Indian stories, why the fuck would the DIA be calling you and, and wanting to help you with funding for this research? Yeah. Right. So. The DIA, they also, um, are the ones that like did the tic-tac, uh, UFO investigation, right? Yeah. With the Navy. Um, they do a lot of, uh, UFO sighting investigations with the military in general. Um, anytime there's a air quotes here, UFO crash or something like that, they're, they're involved with it. So the... DIA tells him, basically, we're going to fund you through our program, which at the beginning was called um, AWASP. And AWASP was the Advanced Aerospace Weapons System Application Program. Later, they shortened it to Tip, which was the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. Now, it was strange the name change, right? You have weapons, the Advanced... Weapons system program Which means that they're creating Some sort of weapon system with whatever Technology they're finding Now they change it to threat identification Program which means that Whatever weapons they found Are clearly a threat to People here Um, Now like we said earlier I don't believe that these are Space beings I do believe that What they're seeing are coming Through certain portals right But clearly they've recovered Something at some point because there would be no reason for them to change it from a weapons program to a threat identification program. So there's definitely some info, um, and and there's a lot more to this section of the story um, than what we're letting you know. But there are some people that work with Bigelow who are legitimate scientists and have been in this, you know, unidentified flying object Type he, world for a long time. He had he
0: specifically went out and was hiring guys with doctor doctor degrees, he had and PhDs. He and. also was hiring skeptics. Mm-hmm. He wanted these people to disprove he wanted people to come in that were were not open so that if they found something they'd yeah. tell they'd shoot him straight like we can't fucking prove this yeah
1: yeah like you know that was the one dire wolf left in existence in utah that you guys shot at or yeah. that other giant canine looking creature was just a fucking wolf with mange or you know what yeah. i mean um and i mean who knows there very well could have been some pretty sound scientific explanations for what they saw. And none of that has <laughs> just ever got out because that's not a cool story, Yeah, you know what I mean? But um, on top of that, one of the guys that he got, who was a PhD, claimed to work out at Groom Lake in Area 51, and he claimed that they recovered like over 300 pounds of Element 115, which is, it's on the periodic table, and it's something that Bob Lazar had been talking about for decades. Um, when he was working at area 51 and he blew the whistle uh saying that they were working with alien technology and aliens themselves and he was there reverse engineering technology and that element 115 was one of the rarest elements it's not of this planet and that that is what they need to create a lot of the technology that they're reverse engineering um so for some reason or another You know, Bob Lazar and this guy are linked together, um, especially by Element 115, which they claim was found, like I said, 300 pounds of it on this property. Um, I don't know how true those claims are. Uh, I couldn't even tell you what Element 115 looks like. (laughs) You know what I mean? But for, for decades and decades, Bob Lazar was saying Element 115 is real and people were telling him he was crazy, he was crazy, he was crazy then out of nowhere they're like oh we've discovered this element called 115 and they put it on the periodic table and they tell them like oh it comes the the story is that it comes from like meteors and shit like that you know but if they're harvesting it from down UFOs they're not going to tell you like hey we got this from <laughs> from a crashed UFO by the way btw you know what i mean yeah so i think for sure um There's got to be another part to this because Bigelow's story, once it gets in to it, is is pretty unique. Um, There are a ton of interviews that he's done, and he goes into a pretty pretty good depth about why he did what he did. Yeah. um, The type of operations that his... um, that his company was was doing out there and then like you said a lot of other people who were skeptics that went out there to experience uh Skywalker or Skywalker Skinwalker Ranch Skywalker Ranch is a whole another episode <laughs> but uh yeah super interesting stuff so we're going to hold off on the rest of that um and we'll bring that episode to you guys At a later date and time uh, I was kind of hoping Big Country would jump on here He said about 12 minutes Yeah, I thought he was going to be on I have got to run So, alright, you take off Alright I'm going to hold on and see if I can get Big Country on Before we take off So I'm just going to go ahead and ramble, ramble
0: Alright, ramble, ramble Alright Love you guys Alright, all right, man, drive me. safe
1: Alright, we'll do Later all right, Chris is out of here.
0: I want you to get up now.
1: I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. You ain't saying this house.
0: You ain't saying this house. Donald Trump Putin shit. My balls are I'm a human being. God damn it. My life I'm
1: By order of the hooligans, welcome to the Nebuchadnezzar